Hola. Bonjour. Chip, chip, cheerio, bitches. Um, I have been drinking. You know, I like to be on brand. Um, but welcome back. We're back again. Uh oh, back again. Um, so I figured since we did Jesus in the New Testament last week and, you know, miracles and persecution and things of that nature and walking with God, I figured, um, a pretty good place to go next would be hop all the way back to Genesis and the Old Testament. And we're going to do Joseph. Um, Joseph is very much known as the king of dreams. Um, if you got Netflix, I don't know if it's in, on Netflix everywhere, but Netflix in America, you can um, watch the cartoon version of, um, of the story. It's essentially the same thing, um, you know, minus the cursing and my own interpretations of things, but it's the story and it's cartoon and the Egyptians are black, you know, because Egyptians fuck in Africa, but okay, let's go off this. But yes, it's actually a really good interpretation. It's a pretty good story. If you ever want to like watch or like have your kids watch or whatever jazz, like it's a PG version of what I'm about to tell y'all. So Jake, um, Joseph was the son of Jacob, who was the son of Isaac, and who was the son of Abraham. You remember Isaac and Abraham as the son, the father and son, who, where the father was going to kill him. Yes. So, Joseph was the baby of Jacob's, um, of all his kids. He had 12 sons, and Joseph was the baby. Now, Joseph was favorite for a lot of reasons. One, because Joseph's mother was Jacob's favorite wife. Um, and two, because he was a miracle. They, like like Sarah, they thought that Rachel, Joseph's mother, was barren. But she was not, and she had him. And he was very much favored by Jacob. And he had dreams. And his dreams were visions, and they came true. He had a dream about 12 wolves coming and attacking. It happened the next day. And then he had a dream, which he shared with his brothers, that one day he saw them bowing to him. And already pissed off that he was the favorite. His brother was like, no, we gotta get rid of this nigga. Like, he gots to go now. So, they um, plotted to sell him into slavery. So they sold him into slavery, into Egypt, and... Joseph goes off into slavery, you know, but he's he's not upset because God is with him. Um, they take his they they batter up his coat, throw some blood on it, his brothers, and they take his coat and they take it back to their father and say, Look, he's dead, da 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 and Jacob's obviously distraught, but life goes on. Joseph gets sold into slavery, he bounces around, you know, as slaves do in the world and he finally he ends up with um the head of uh Pharaoh's guard so like um so if we're, we're thinking of like modern times like he ends up being the slave of the head of the secret service um and because he is blessed and because God is with him um he very he very quickly ends up um, running this man's household and um, 
um, the head of Pharaoh's guard, his niece and Joseph, like, get a little close, and, um, his wife gets a little nasty, you know, as bored housewives do. Well, I don't know, I shouldn't say that, because right now I'm a bored housewife, and I'm not thinking about cheating. I'm just thinking about not cooking anymore. But that's just me. Um, as most, I guess, rich board housewives do she comes on to joseph and he says no and when he says no she lies to her husband and says that uh, you know he came he joseph came on to her and so her husband throws joseph into jail but joseph's still not sad you know he's with god and he lives his life and when he gets into the prison he ends up running the prison the the warden of the prison trusts him so much he he ends up head prisoner and he's running shit in the prison I don't know if you're realizing a theme here, but this is the theme. You know, that Joseph, wherever he goes, he ends up head bitch in charge just because God is with him. Um, it's not like this on purpose. We'll get back to that purpose. Um, so he ends up head bitch in charge in the prison. And so Pharaoh's head baker and his head butler are also in prison. And they're like complaining about having these awful awful dreams and Jacob's like well me Jacob Joseph is like well who better to interpret dreams than God slot them to me I'll talk to my mans and we'll get back to you with the answer so the butler tells him he says I have a dream where I have three cups uh three vines of grapes and I squeeze them and I pour them into a cup for the pharaoh and he takes it and he drinks them I don't know what the fuck that shit means but here we are and Jacob says Three vines stand for three days. In three days, Pharaoh will lift your head um, out of this prison and you will get your job back. And the baker was like, oh my, she's thinking of giving out good, fucking good palm readings. I need to get in on this shit. And so <laughs> he tells Joseph, he says, well, I've had a dream where it's, I have three lovely loaves of bread for Pharaoh and I'm carrying them over my head. But as I'm walking to him, birds are pecking at them and they eat it all before I get to him and Jacob says well the three loaves of bread stands for three days and three days Pharaoh will lift your head out of this prison but you will die he will impale your body and so sure enough in three days um the butler gets his job back and the baker loses his life just like that and you would think the butler would remember the nigga who told him that this is going to happen but he did not so time goes on and Joseph just like living his best life in prison, you know, as good as you could be in prison. And Pharaoh starts to have these dreams. Um, and one of the dreams he sees seven big healthy cows and they're crazy and it's great and it's fun. And then all of a sudden he sees seven like skinny, dried up cows, like fifty cent in that weird movie where he got cancer. Um, just like skinny and dried up and pale and ugly. And um, he calls all his little magic men and he tells them and they can't come up with anything. And then he has another dream where it's like um, seven rows of amazing grain and it's just like it's bountiful and it's lovely and it's beautiful and everything's happy. And then all of a sudden those seven turn into like dried up, stale, can't grow rows of grain and no one can tell what it means. And the butler's like, oh. There was this guy when I was in prison, and he read my dreams for me. And they were, and what he said came true. And Pharaoh was like, "Well, go get him." So, the head guy, the the same guy that put 
Joseph in prison, had to go out and bring him out and bring him to Pharaoh. And and Pharaoh says to him, tell me what these mean. He rattles off the dreams to Joseph and Joseph says to him, oh, simple. They can't tell you this. This shit was lightweight. Light work. Basically, the dreams are telling you that we'll have, Egypt will have seven great years bountiful 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 years of crops and all this good stuff it's just gonna grow grow more than we could ever eat it's just gonna grow and grow and go it's gonna be amazing but those seven years will be followed by seven years of famine and it's gonna be trash it's gonna be real trash out here um it's a premonition just letting you know to get your shit in order because it's shit's about to go down and so Pharaoh goes, oh my God, you're so knowledgeable. Oh my God, I love you. And so he puts Joseph basically in charge of the whole country. And he says to Joseph, he says to Joseph, if it wasn't for the fact that I'm sitting on this throne, you would be even more powerful than I am. But because I am literally the one sitting on the throne, your your authority can't supersede mine. But basically you're in charge. Run the country. Get it together. So Joseph, for the next seven years, travels from city to city in Egypt and he stacks their bounty. Everything left over, he stacks and he stacks and he stacks for seven years. He stacks and he stacks and he stacks all, all these cities across, um, all these cities across the country. He's stacking, he's stacking, he's stacking. And then, like clockwork, after the seven amazing years they had, famine hits. But Egypt is fine because they have more than enough. More than enough. They've been stacking their extra for seven years. Like, they knew. They knew stacked accordingly like they were ready they had their toilet paper all that they had their liquor they had their hand sanitizer their Lysol they were ready for it the rest of us were unawares but that's basically the same thing I don't know why I'm whispering okay back and we go so famine hits and not only do they have enough for themselves they have enough for people outside of their country and so, like, their neighbors. And so, um, people from all over come and come and come. And, um, Joseph's brothers come. And they don't recognize him, obviously. Years and years and years have passed. And he looks different. He's older and he's wiser and he's rich. You know, money changes things. Um, but he recognizes them because how can you forget the niggas who sold you into slavery like they literally like threw him in a ditch and left him there it was like huh figure it out um you can't forget those so he remembers them and he had had a dream about them and he interpreted the dream to me to um you know to mean bad things but honestly this is all for them talking but anyway so they come they ask her and he goes no, you are spies. You've come to see our defenses. You come to see if they're weak. And they're like, no, we came because we're hungry and we're poor and we heard you have food. And so Joseph was like, no, you're spies. You're spies. And they're like, no, we have to, we, we just want food. We have a father and a brother back home that we have to feed. We want to take this, this food back to our brother and our father to feed. And so Joseph is like, what? Another little brother? Like, I'm the youngest nigga. What do you mean? And so he says to them, leave one brother here as sign of good faith. Leave one brother here. I'm going to lock him up. Leave him here. Take what you need. And then when you come back, bring me 
other brother because I want to see him. And so obviously they have no choice but to agree. So he stacks their bags full of green and he returns their money. Like they try to give pay pay him obviously for the food that they're trying to buy and he like leaves it in there. And so and so they go back home and they tell their father what happened and how nasty he was to them, not again, still not knowing that is Joseph and telling them that their one brother, Simone, um, had to be left. And that he that this man wants them to bring Benjamin in order to get someone out, and so the father's distraught. Like Jacob is so distraught. Like no, I've already lost Joseph, and now you tell me I lost the moon, and now you want me to lose Benjamin? Absolutely not. And they're like, we have no choice. They're like unpacking their food, and they realize that every single one of them still have their silver. So now their father's like losing their mind. Like oh my god, you're fucking thieves. Da 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 da. Like you couldn't even do one fucking thing right. And they're like okay, whatever. We'll go back. We'll take Benjamin. We'll figure it out. We'll work it out. So they go back and they try to apologize to joseph and they say hey here's our brother can we have our other brother and somehow some way yeah i didn't take our money we're really sorry we didn't try to steal we just wanted um we just wanted the food here's the money and joseph says no it's fine god god bless you that's who put that money in there your god put that money in there god put that money in there for y'all and so he introduced me to, to benjamin and um they sit and they have food and have dinner. And then um, Joseph sneaks his, like, chalice, which is like a cup, into um, into Benjamin's bag. I cannot think of the words. My God, that wine has hit me in the face. Um, sneaks, <laughs> sneaks the chalice into Benjamin's bag. And then, like, pretends to find it just to see what the brothers will do. Um, like, whether or not they're going to throw Benjamin to the wolves or, like, what. And so when when he, Benjamin gets caused with this so-called soul and chalice, they all, like, stand up. And they're like, no, take me instead. Take me. We'll, we'll, no, not our brother. Not our brother. And, um, like crying out they're like this is karma for what we did to joseph i can't believe oh my god all these years later it's really coming back to catch up with us i thought the guilt was enough but apparently not we're just over here dying 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 um and so finally joseph like kicks everybody out the house except for his brothers and says i am your brother i'm joseph i'm here um this was all a test this is a test and come bring it in I love y'all. Go get go get our father. Come bring him here and tell him that I am the leader. I am the ruler of Egypt. I run this shit. Like I I run this shit. Um. Um. Yeah. Like I I I run the world. So um yeah. Go get him. Tell him that. And come here, and you're gonna live like. Like royalty, you'll you'll never go hungry again. Like I'm so excited. Um, Benjamin was his like full Joseph's full brother. He was the other son of Rachel before she died of grief, obviously because her son her, her son just like quote unquote just like died in the middle of nowhere and she never got to like say goodbye or anything. But yeah, so he was even more excited for Benjamin to like come into his fold and really happy that they um treated Benjamin correctly. Sad that like you know they had to like sell them into slavery to get some sense knocked into their asses but you know there's a story of of joseph king of dreams so um side note joseph 
Joseph's story um, is like a precursor to how um, so many Israelites got into Egypt, which will end up, you know, waving, waving, waving. And it's supposed to wave and wave and weave and lead you into Moses and like freeing them out of Egypt. But Joseph is how they got there because Joseph was was the man with all the plans. Um, he was very much favored by God. Um, the very much the moral of the story is um, there's a couple. So if you ever go to a church or a Bible study, the two most popular takeaways from this story is one: when you walk with God, you will always, no matter what room you walk into, you will always be that bitch like you'll always be above everybody it doesn't matter your credentials doesn't matter their credentials when you walk with when you walk with God you'll always be on top of everybody else and the second is he will make your enemies your footstools so basically when you walk with God anybody who tried to be against you will suffer for it and you'll be the one standing there like, ah, bitch, here we are. Here we fucking are. And yeah, so that's Joseph, King of Dreams. Um, but really, really snazzy. Because like, my man's just like, I hit like bang, bang, bang. But always came out on top. And that's the energy I need in my life. Alright, this has been fun. Yes, to go. See you all next time. Surprisingly, I think I know what story I want to tell next time, and it is it is a funny one. Maybe I should have done it this time, but I was really dedicated to the Joseph thing. But <laughs> it's funny. It's really funny. Okay. I'm gonna go try.